Recently, I have had two customer service experiences with two different companies. One was an extremely awful customer service experience and has left me not only never giving business to this company, but wanting to make sure that nobody else ever works with them again either. And the other was a potentially really bad customer service issue that was resolved so well that I want to stay at that hotel anytime that I travel and recommend it to everyone that I know. Both of them started with a mistake. What's the difference between the two and how can you make sure to learn from this experience? Find out in this episode. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. Today, I'm going to share with you a tale of two customer service experiences. One, it did very well and left me with a good vibe about the company, and the other left me wanting to leave negative reviews everywhere I can. What's the difference? We're going to talk about that today and what you can learn from these two experiences and apply to your business so that you don't leave your customers feeling like they want to leave negative reviews everywhere too. Okay, so the first experience comes from a local company. This is a local air conditioning company that I've been using for over five years. We recently called them out to our rental property to go check out a problem that we were having with the AC unit of that property. Now, typically what happens is we pay a $75 service fee, they go out to the property, they call, let us know what's going on, tell us how much it's gonna cost to fix it, we approve that fee, they fix it, and then they tell us it's done, send us a bill, we pay the bill, and our renters enjoy nice, cold AC. Well, things didn't quite go that way this time. They did show up at the property and they did fix the air conditioning, but what they didn't do is call us to tell us what was wrong, tell us how much it was going to cost and get our approval on the charges. So you can imagine our surprise when we received an over $500 invoice in the mail. We called the company right away and said, hey, we received the invoice, but oh, by the way, you all never called us to talk about these charges and approve what was going to happen. Well, they admitted their mistake. They said, we should have called you, we're so sorry, and yet they refused to offer any sort of resolution. To make it even worse, as we had conversations with them about this problem, they started using some shady tactics like not sending bill reminders and sending our bill to collections as quickly as possible and then lying to us about what we had approved and what we hadn't. Not a good experience. We reached out to this company multiple times, offering to talk with them to create a resolution so that we wouldn't have to go the routes that we are now, but they didn't want to engage in conversation with us. They stood their ground that they were in the right and that there was nothing they could do to help. Now let's talk about the alternative situation. Recently, my husband and I went to the brand new Four Seasons Resort in Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
You've probably heard me talk about it if you follow me on Instagram because I shared the beautiful room that they upgraded us to along with a lot of our experiences along the way. What I didn't mention on there is while we stayed at that hotel, in fact, the very first night, we had a customer service issue. I had asked them to press a dress for me, iron a dress for me that I was going to be wearing at dinner the following night for my birthday dinner. And Four Seasons provides these kinds of services, which is wonderful. So while we were away at the Twins baseball game, they came into the room to take that dress to go get it pressed. Well, imagine my surprise when I come back to the room And there's other clothes missing too. I can't find the skirt that I had on earlier. I can't find the bra that I was wearing. And we're only there for a couple days, mind you. So I didn't pack a lot of clothes. So I immediately reach out to the customer service team, which thankfully they have a little iPad in the room where you can just reach out to a concierge and ask any question that you want. And I let them know that I was missing some items. Within a few minutes, they told me that the laundry team had actually in service to me taken what they thought were dirty clothes down and they were going to launder them for free. They offered to bring them up right away. And instead I said, go ahead, just bring them up the next morning. It's okay. I don't really need them right now. Now here's where the problem came in. When they came up the next morning, one of the skirts that they had taken came back with damage to it. So you could tell that they had tried to iron or press the skirt, and it wasn't the dress that I had asked them to press, but it was a skirt that they had just picked up out of the floor because I left it in the floor and they were kindly trying to wash it for me. And you could tell that there was damage done from the iron. There's a pocket in the skirt. They had ironed over the seam and you could see it right there on the front of the skirt. So I reached out to them and I said, I really hate to do this because I know that you guys were doing this to be kind and and provide the service, but this skirt has come back damaged. No questions asked. He said, would you mind if I send somebody up from laundry right now to take a look at what's been done and see what we can do to resolve it? So within a few minutes, somebody from the laundry team was up collecting the skirt, taking a look. They took it down and they did what they could to resolve the issue. And thankfully, they were able to re-launder the skirt, re-iron the skirt, and brought it back to me fixed. But they also checked in to make sure that I was 100% satisfied with what they had done to resolve it, and they didn't charge us at all, not for the laundering of the clothes and not for the ironing of the dress. And then when we went to check out a couple days later, do you know what they did? They asked me if I was satisfied with the resolution and apologized for the mistake. Two completely different experiences. There's a few lessons that we can learn from these two different tales of customer service experiences, but here's what I want to start with. What's more important than never making a mistake is what you do when you make one. It is inevitable that you will make mistakes. You will do things that are harming your customers or their business, or you will fall out of integrity. You will say that you're going to do something a certain way and not do it that way. You may, you know, send the wrong size of something. You may lose a replay to something that you promised a replay for. Mistakes are going to happen. But what you do when you make those mistakes is more important than never making one at all. Now, most people, they have an emotional reaction, right? I believe this is probably what happened with the AC company. And I think emotional reactions, they come down to two things. One is ego and the other is greed. When we think about ego, it's this feeling of, 
I have to be right. I have to get the last word in. I have to have the upper hand. And when I think about this air conditioning company, I see a lot of that. Whether it's coming from the owner of the company or whether it's coming from the service manager that we talk to or whether it's coming from the service person who actually was at the house, somebody in that train has put their foot in the ground and said, I am in the right here. Who cares if I made this mistake? They still owe me this money because we provided this service. That can be a very egotistical, emotional reaction to a customer service issue. So what's the opposite of ego? Well, the opposite response in this situation is humility. The thought of, you know what? I don't always get it right, and that's okay. So what can I do to make this right? It is a servant-hearted approach to serving your customers. Now, this doesn't mean that you are a doormat. This doesn't mean that you have to have a customer is always right mentality. If you've ever heard me talk about this, you know that I'm not one of those people that believes the customer is always right. I do believe that we need to give people the benefit of intent, but I don't believe that the customer is always right or that you have to bend over backwards to make your customers happy. Not by any means. But if we approach things with a servant heart, right? If we say, I, in in humility, I don't always get things right. This could be on me. And if it is, how could I resolve it? That's a much better approach than feeling like you always have to be right. You have to get the upper hand and you have to get the last word. That's an egotistical emotional response. The other emotional response is one that comes from a heart of greed, right? A position of greed. And it comes down to this money mindset. I'm owed this money or I can't lose this money. I can't refund this. I have to charge for this. We invested time into this. If I don't get paid for laundering these clothes, if I don't get paid for ironing that shirt or installing this stuff into their air conditioning unit, that's going to be a negative impact on my bottom line. I need that money. That's a greed mindset, or maybe it's just a fear-based mindset. Maybe it's this lack of abundance where you feel like this money, if not received right now by this individual in this situation, there's no other way that that money can come to you. And I'll just tell you, friend, these are two very dangerous places to make decisions from, whether it's ego, whether it's greed, or, or even fear, right? Those are dangerous places to make decisions from, especially when those decisions are impacting your customers. So how do we slow down? How do we not respond from an emotional stance, but how do we respond from a very logical, from a strategic stance when we encounter customer service issues in our business? Well, there's two things that I want you to ask yourself or think about when you're trying to use a logical or strategic approach to handling customer service issues. Hey friend, if you have an online program, you know the importance of having customer success stories and testimonials. Well, what if I told you I have a proven system that will help you unlock more stories from your program and keep them organized in a way that will allow you to have the right story for the right person at the right time. I want you to go to streamlinedstorysystem.com to check it out. And when you're there, Use code CREATORS to get a special discount for being a podcast listener. All right, back to the episode. The first one is to ask, what are our options for resolution? So oftentimes we are so closed off because of that feeling of ego or greed that we tell ourselves the lie that there is only one option. They have to pay me. 
right? That's the only option, or they're in the wrong. They don't get X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. There's only one resolution. But if we open to our mind to say, how else could we resolve this matter? Then you can get variations of resolutions. So maybe it is a complete resolution, a complete resolution looking like we fix the problem, there's no charge. I mean, we just take 100% responsibility for what has happened and we do everything we can to make it right. Then there's partial resolutions, and these are really compromises, right? Where maybe we refund some of the money, maybe we can't fix the problem or we can't take back the work that we've done, but we can offer a discount on something else or offer something for free. It's a partial resolution, but it's not a complete resolution. There's going to be some compromise in there. And then there's, you know, the option of no resolution of all, of, of standing our ground and, and saying, no, we provided this service. You need to pay for this. There is no compromise in the middle. There's no money back guarantee or anything like that associated with this. And sometimes that's going to be the right resolution. So that one needs to be on the table as well. So look at your options for resolution. What options do you have for complete resolution, partial resolution, or no resolution at all? And then once you've done that, I want you to think about the potential impact of each of those options. So you're asking, what is the potential impact of this resolution option? We're going to think about it in a few different categories. And the first one is financial. This financial category is really important because sometimes We only think about the immediate financial impact, like that's $500 in service that we've performed. We could have used that time with somebody else. We're going to lose out on $500 if we don't get them to pay, right? But I want you to think about the long-term financial impact as well. What might happen if you lose $500 now, but you gain a customer for life or referrals? Because sometimes from a financial perspective, we might lose now, but we might gain a whole lot later. So when you're thinking about the financial impact, don't just think about the immediate financial impact, but think about the potential long-term impact too. The second thing I want you to think about is time. There are partial resolutions that can really take more time than just offering a complete resolution because of the back and forth and the compromise that has to happen to make that partial resolution be something that they will accept. So pay attention to the time that it takes your team or you to negotiate and navigate and ultimately get to a resolution because the quicker you get to a decision, the better. The third factor to evaluate is energy. I think so often we forget this factor because it's not really measurable and black and white as finances and time, but energy is just as important. Negative people and conflict can really drain your energy. Now, some people are able to disassociate from that easier than others. I know I tend to have a pretty good barrier against the energy of people around me, and I don't really mind conflict. But somebody like my husband, it really sucks the life out of him when there's negativity or when there's conflict lingering. So any moment that that conflict or or disagreement is not resolved is one that is draining energy from him. So pay attention to that and how that is going to impact the business as well. And then the fourth thing that I want you to evaluate is how it's going to impact your reputation. You know, your customer experience is your brand. You hear me say that all the time, and your reputation is a really important part of that. You need to make sure that you are remaining in integrity as much as possible. If you lose that, then you lose trust with 
current customers and future customers. But you also don't want a reputation that you refund any squeaky wheel. Anybody with the slightest complaint can get their money back. There's got to be a balance there, and only you know what that balance is. So think about the long-term impact on your reputation. So you're going to evaluate your finances, your time, your energy, your reputation, the impact that each of those potential resolutions has on those four areas. And then ultimately, you're going to get to a decision as quickly as possible after evaluating these and present that decision to your customer. This is going to help you go from an emotional response that can likely get you in a lot of trouble and really harm your reputation down the line or not even be in alignment with your brand to begin with to making a logical and strategic decision that falls in line with your brand with the kind of customer experience that you want to have no matter what that is. As you think through this, there are two things that I really want you to remember. And here's the first one. Everyone is an influencer. You heard me right. Everyone is an influencer. I know we have this business culture now where people have so many followers to be an influencer, but everybody has influence on those that they have relationship with and those that trust them. So although I may not have a tens of thousands of followers on Instagram or hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, right? I am an influencer in my sphere. So what's the impact of that? Well, Four Seasons, who did an amazing job resolving this customer service issue, Four Seasons was able to leverage my influence for good. I talked about my experience on my Instagram stories, and guess what? I didn't even mention the issue that happened with the clothes, right? I only mentioned the good things. And here I am talking about how amazing they are on this podcast episode. And many of you are their perfect potential customers. So although they may have had to put a little bit more time or energy or even lose some finances when they were resolving that customer experience, it didn't matter because they understood the long-term impact of their brand reputation and what that means to them. It carries a whole lot more value than the however many hundred bucks or whatever that they would have gotten for you know ironing and laundering my clothes, right? But on the other hand, the AC company is going to experience the negative side of my influence. You know, I run the local mom's Facebook group for my community, and I've lived in this area my whole life and in this particular town for 12 years. So I have a lot of relationships here, and often I'm asked for referrals for things like service providers and AC companies, especially since we have so many new people moving to our area all the time. Now, in the past, this AC company that I had used for five years was the one that I had referred. Well, not only will I not be using them, but I will also be making sure that nobody else uses them either, because although generally they provide good service, If there's ever an issue, I can't trust that that company is going to treat people with respect and be in integrity with how they follow through with resolving customer service issues. So there's going to be a negative impact on their business that they may never feel, they may never experience, but I promise you they're going to miss out on business and revenue because of this poorly handled customer service experience. So remember that. Everyone is an influencer in their own way. The second thing I want you to remember 
How a relationship ends will determine how you feel about it. And you know this is true if you have ever had a dating relationship end wrong, right? He may have been the most amazing person for that one year that you guys were together, but in the end, he cheated on you, lied to you, dumped you, and that just tainted the whole perspective of that whole year that you were together. No matter how amazing it was, you're always going to think about him as the lying, cheater, awful guy that you dated back in the day, right? How a relationship ends determines how you feel about it. In fact, there's this concept in storytelling called residual resolution emotion, and it's that very concept of how does the story leave you feeling? What feeling does it leave you with? And whenever we have an experience, we're building a story in our head about that brand and about that experience. So that last feeling that we get is often the one that our brain will hold on to. So on one hand, We have the AC company that I've happily used for five years and would recommend that ended in a really poor customer service experience. On the other hand, you have this brand new company that I'm experiencing for one of the first times that gave me a wonderful experience when we had some customer service issues that needed to be resolved. In fact, let me just give you an example of how above and beyond they went to create that kind of feeling and emotion for me related to their brand. On the very last day we were leaving and I had gone that morning to a local vegan gluten-free bakery that I had discovered to buy some dessert treats and some bagels for myself and my kids to take home. Well, I really, really, really wanted to eat the bagel. If you're gluten-free like me, you know, like there's things that you miss like bagels and cream cheese, but they had dairy-free, gluten-free, egg-free bagels and cream cheese. But I get back to the hotel room and I realize there's no toaster. So I sent a little message to my concierge and I said, hey, I just got back from the gluten-free bakery down the street with a bagel and I was hoping maybe I could toast it. I don't know if there's any way at all that I could get a toaster in the room. If not, that's okay. We're going to go up to the pool for a little bit and we're coming back and then we're going to be checking out. But if you could happen to get a toaster up here, that would be awesome. They could have easily said, no, actually, ma'am, we don't have toasters that we can provide to people who are staying here. I was checking out that day, right? There was no reason to make this accommodation. But when I got back to the room, not only was there a toaster, but there was the fanciest toaster I'd ever seen with these like LED screens that I just like touched and told them I wanted a bagel and this is how toasted I wanted that bagel. And then it like slowly like spaceship lowered my bagel. But the best part is they had provided jelly. They had provided cream cheese. They had provided a napkin, a plate, a knife, and the toaster was labeled as a gluten-free toaster. They paid attention to the details. They went above and beyond to create an amazing experience that they didn't have to, right? If they would have said no, I wouldn't have thought twice about it, but they made a way and they went above and beyond to show me they were listening and to cater to me. Now you can't do that all the time, but when we can create those kinds of experiences for our customers, or when we can really do complete resolutions for our customers, when it warrants one, that just solidifies the trust that we have with that customer. It solidifies our brand reputation, and that has a ripple effect that we will never fully know the impact of. All right, so this is a tale of two customer service experiences. So when you're thinking about the kind of customer service that you wanna provide to your community members, I want you to keep this conversation in mind. Do you wanna be like the AC company 
or do you want to be like the Four Seasons? So when you think about your customer service experience, I want you to plan intentionally right now how you're going to respond. Because if you don't get intentional about this, if you don't slow down to think logically and strategically and have a plan for questions to ask like I shared in this episode, chances are you're going to respond emotionally, which has a high chance of impacting your reputation negatively. And I don't want that for you or for your community. So I know I'm not the only one that has had really negative and really positive customer service experiences. And I always like learning from what's happening in other industries. So if you have a customer service experience that stands out to you, whether good or bad, I would love for you to tell me about it. Make sure to DM me on Instagram. I am at Shanna Speaks. That's S-H-A-N-A-S-P-E-A-K-S. And I'd love to hear your story too. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time.